You're listening to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast, the only show 100% dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. I'm your host, Tori Mystic, and I am back today with another new solo episode. And I'm really excited about this episode because I feel like it is a topic that I have struggled with myself, and I've heard a lot of you talking about this lately. Seems to be the time of year when the overwhelm creeps in. Not only are we overwhelmed by our businesses, but we're overwhelmed by the limited amount of time left in the year. There's actually a lot of time left in the year. There's a whole fourth quarter for us to get through. There's almost 100 days. There's over 90 days left in the year. So it's really plenty of time, but for some reason it doesn't feel like it is. And the overwhelm can just be overwhelming sometimes. And I know when that happens to me, I usually just freeze and don't do anything. And I end up procrastinating and getting nothing done. So in today's episode, I am going to talk about how to overcome the overwhelm. I'll start with the three main challenges that every petpreneur faces. Yep, everybody does. Then I will share some of my own entrepreneurial story and the challenges that I have faced and how I overcame some of them when it comes to this kind of topic. And then finally, I will give you some actually actionable tips that you can implement today on how to overcome the overwhelm. So first off, let's let's just dive right in. It's a solo episode, so I can do what I want. So let's just dive right into this. Let's define the big three, the big three things that every single entrepreneur faces and every petpreneur faces as well. And those are time, money, and in my opinion, analysis paralysis. So time is an obvious one. There's never enough time in the day. That's what everyone's always saying, right? Uh, I think it's a little bit of mindset. Uh, Sometimes I like to remind myself that there's plenty of time to do all the things that I want to do today. But in reality, sometimes I do run out of time and I just have to be okay with that. Um, But time is something that we all struggle with because it is something that you can't create more of. It's a limited supply. And then money, that's obviously a big struggle for any business owner and really any person. (laughs) Um, But as a business owner, we often struggle with underpricing our services and our products and managing cash flow. I know that that's been something that I have struggled with over the years, having been in business for over 15 years. You know, I've been doing Wear, Wag, Repeat for about 10, but I had another business I started before that as well. So over the last 15 plus years, I've definitely had some cash flow issues myself. And then number three, I think this is a huge issue for everyone, especially these days, the dreaded analysis paralysis. That is basically the overwhelming feeling of having too much to do, not knowing where to start, not knowing what to do, and basically leading to doing nothing. Has that ever happened to you? I'd love to hear about it if it has, and hopefully we can figure out a way to overcome it. Uh, So I personally, I struggle with analysis paralysis all the time. I mean, time and money are obvious struggles, and I don't think I need to provide examples for that. But when it comes to analysis paralysis, the first example that I think of is my blog. 
I have so many topics that I want to write about and that I should write about and I could write about, but if I don't have a clear plan and an actionable to-do list, I get completely overwhelmed and I end up just procrastinating. Sometimes I try to use tools like ChatGPT to make my life easier and they end up making my life more complicated. (laughs) Sometimes I think this would have been a lot easier if I had just done it myself from scratch rather than trying to do all these shortcuts that ended up being a long cut. (laughs) Uh, But I know that if I'm not really clear with myself of what I need to do, if I don't have a list of things in really specific detail of what I need to do, I know that I am not going to get those blog posts done. And I'm not going to do them even though I know that not doing those blog posts is preventing me from earning more income and from reaching my goals. So I'm really sabotaging myself because I'm just paralyzed by inaction and I don't know what to do if I don't have clear, actionable to-dos and goals for myself. So that's a little bit of what we'll be covering in this episode. I am going to try my best to provide you with some relatable stories and some solutions, leveraging both my personal experiences and proven strategies that I have seen others implement to overcome these three big struggles. So I would like to tell you a little bit about my story of Wear, Wag, Repeat. I recently saw a YouTube video from another woman who is an online entrepreneur in the Instagram space. She, I think, has a membership, a Reels membership, and um, some other like Instagram prompts membership or something like that. And she did a video recently about how she went from zero to multi-million dollars, right? And she shared her story of like starting her business, all her struggles along the way. And I really want to do a YouTube video like that. But today I'm going to start off with just sharing it here on the podcast. So at the very beginning, the initial idea behind Wear, Wag, Repeat was really just a hobby. I had no idea that this was going to end up becoming my full-time business or that I would end up consulting with other petpreneurs about how to do their digital marketing. At the time, I was just looking for a creative outlet. Like I said, I had already started my own business doing social media consulting, and I was really successful. I had you know, eight or 10 clients at a time that I was managing all of their social media every single month on retainer. And I was making a lot of money doing that, but I felt like I was putting all of my time and energy into other people's things. And just one day I was like, you know what? I want to put some of that time and effort into my own thing. Maybe grow my own brand um, that could just be me. <laughs> and that's really that's really what inspired me to start Wear Wag Repeat um, first as a creative outlet and then to grow it into a personal brand so that I wouldn't have to be so reliant on client work for the rest of my life. <laughs> of course, this journey had many, many ups and downs along the way. And I think one of the first significant challenges that I faced in Wear, Wag, Repeat was definitely a money issue. So in the early days, I had my other business. I was doing tons of consulting work and um, doing really well doing that. But if I wanted to grow Wear, Wag, Repeat, I needed to figure out a way to make money 
on it somehow. How was I going to do this? So in the early days, I remember I went to a fashion blogging conference and all the fashion bloggers were talking about uh, affiliate marketing, basically earning commissions off of sharing clothes and shoes and accessories they liked, which is pretty commonplace and pretty obvious to us all now. But 10 years ago, this was kind of a groundbreaking thing that they were doing. And also 10 years ago, a lot of pet products were not um, available and accessible to commissions and um, affiliate programs and stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be, if that's going to work for me. So I had to find a different avenue and that was sponsored content. The first money I ever made from Wear, Wag, Repeat was doing sponsored blog posts. And over the first couple of years of doing that, I learned how to pitch to brands and potential sponsors. And I secured a lot of opportunities that way by doing the outreach myself. That was really, really effective. And over the years, I worked on well over $100,000 worth of influencer campaigns. So it was, uh, you know, the wild west of influencer marketing, and there was just a lot of opportunity and a lot of things to do. And I'm so thankful that I had that opportunity early on in Wear, Wag, Repeat. However, there was a pivot moment. And of course, it was 2020, the pandemic. Uh a lot of influencer campaigns and marketing budgets were completely frozen and halted at the beginning of the pandemic. So I needed to be creative. And the first thought that came to my mind was, how could I help people? I wasn't thinking, how could I make some money? I was thinking, how could I help everyone? And I hosted a free workshop in April of 2020 about how to grow your pet business online. And I had over 200 petpreneurs sign up for that workshop. Over 50% of the people actually showed up live for it. Even more people watched the replay. And I saw that there was this immense thirst for information and education about digital marketing, specifically for pet businesses. I was reaching groomers and dog sitters and dog walkers and accessories makers and treat bakers and pet photographers and other content creators and bloggers and pupfluencers. And this really seemed to be a small niche of especially women-owned businesses and a lot of solopreneurs that didn't have a lot of other great resources available to them. There's tons of resources and there's other memberships and courses out there for people who are making over six figures. But what about for the smaller businesses, the businesses that were more like mine? Uh, I realized that I could really help all of us by providing online education and membership and coaching and courses all about how to grow your pet business online. So April 2020 was really a pivotal moment for me where the, the winds really shifted from making most of my money from influencer marketing to making it from online education and supporting other petpreneurs, which makes me really, really happy. I feel like everyone that I help, their business is in the business of helping pets and their people. So I feel like my impact is just in the millions because I'm able to help all of you 
and you're able to help other pet parents and their pets, and together we're impacting the world. And I know that's a little bit cheesy, but this is why I keep doing what I'm doing, you guys. (laughs) That's why I'm in it. And I have a huge smile on my face as I'm talking about this. So reflecting on this journey that I've been on from getting started as a hobby to making my first money doing influencer work to then pivoting to helping petpreneurs with their digital marketing, reflecting on that whole journey, one of the best lessons that I have learned that I would like every petpreneur to be aware of is that you don't need to do what everyone else is doing. You really need to find what works for you. So just because everyone else is doing online courses doesn't mean that you need to do online courses. Just because everyone else is on TikTok doesn't mean that you need to be on TikTok. Just because other people have autoresponders on their DMs, that doesn't mean that you need to do that. So find what works for you. Maybe all those things do work for you, but it's just, you don't have to follow what everyone else is doing. It's oftentimes better to create your own path. Another lesson that I've learned as I look back is that, um, and especially when it comes to this topic of overcoming the overwhelm, I would suggest that you stop wasting your time by clicking on videos and articles about how to be an overnight success. I have clicked on probably thousands of things that are like, here's how to get a thousand YouTube subscribers in a week. Uh, Here's how to make, here's how this person made $10,000 off of one video or whatever it is, right? We all see these articles all the time. They're very clickbaity and I fall for it. I, I used to click on them all the time. And what I realized was that most of those articles or videos or whatever, they're not sharing anything valuable with you. Oftentimes, they're written by someone who actually doesn't have the firsthand experience. They're, they're selling you kind of recycled advice that's not very deep <laughs> and not very actionable. They're not going to tell you anything new. And when it comes down to it, what you need is to be persistent. You need to have a clear list of goals And just every single day, take one step closer to achieving your goals. If you've been following me for a long time, you might have heard me say that you can't reach your goals if you don't set them. So it's really, really important when you want to overcome the overwhelm, you need to step back for a moment and think about what are you working towards? And then we can break down the steps that you have to take to reach that goal. Which brings me to the third part, the third portion of this episode, which is some tips to actually overcome this overwhelm and the analysis paralysis that we all struggle with. I was kind of already um, segueing into this uh, just now. So first of all, we need to understand analysis paralysis. So if you're not familiar with this, I know I've said it about a thousand times. It's just fun to say, really, analysis paralysis. (laughs) So it's basically the feeling of complete overwhelm when you have a sea of tasks, um, especially when we feel like we're the only ones 
that are capable of doing it. Everything is relying on us. This all falls on our shoulders. I don't know if this is common to all entrepreneurs or if it's especially us women, petpreneurs who really care and we're so passionate about what we do. We feel like the world is on our shoulders uh, and it can be really overwhelming. And you sometimes you don't know where to get started just because depending on what kind of business you have, sometimes it's insurmountable struggle that you're faced with. So where do you start? Well, tip number one is to start with a list. Every single day I'm making lists, whether it's what I need to do that day, what I need to do that week, or what I need to do in the next five years. (laughs) Um, But you can make a list. Simply writing down the tasks that you need to do It helps them become tangible and it also allows for clearer decision-making because you can really look at this list and say, oh, well, that thing's not really urgent. We can move that down farther on the list. I also personally love to put little check boxes and check marks and cross things out when they're completed. It gives me a great sense of accomplishment. Another tip when you are creating this list is to use prioritization techniques. So whether you're using, whether you're making this list digitally somewhere on your phone or computer, or if you're writing it down, I would suggest that you make notes next to the tasks or order them in a way of um, priority in some in some fashion. So for me, I like to write stuff down on pen and paper, and I'll write down my list. I'll just do a big brain dump of everything in my mind of, oh, I need to do this. I can't forget to do this. And it might be a to-do for today or tomorrow, or it might be something that I can do three weeks from now. But I just like to get it out of my head and onto a piece of paper. Then what I usually do is I go in and I prioritize what needs to happen. So I personally get a different colored pen, and I write down next to every single task what day that thing needs to happen. And sometimes I'll put AM or PM, or if I'm just planning out one particularly busy day, I'll break it down hour by hour of what needs to happen. And that really helps me because sometimes I will see that my list is way too overambitious and I'm not going to finish all of those things. So I can set myself up for success and put a few of those things on my list for tomorrow or Friday or next Monday or something like that. So prioritize your tasks on your to-do list. Make sure that you are getting done the most important tasks first in your day Um, and and look at what's going to have the greatest impact. So for example, you might put on your to-do list that you want to do some engagement on Instagram. And for you, that might mean commenting on some posts, replying to a bunch of stories, all that kind of stuff. That's a pretty vague to-do you know, engage on Instagram. I, I, that's too vague. You need to make it more specific, first of all. <laughs> but second of all, you might have another to-do that is to send a handful, maybe let's let's put a number on it to make it a clear, a smart goal. So maybe you want to send out five personalized outreach emails to potential collaborators. Maybe they're retail stores that you want to carry your line wholesale. Maybe they are brands that you want to work with as an influencer, whatever it is. Maybe it's um, local businesses that you want to partner with and do a dog-friendly event. Whoever you want to reach out to, 
that might seem like it's going to take a lot of effort. You're going to have to find these people's names. You're going to have to write these emails. Sometimes, you know, we feel that imposter syndrome that can hold us back from from writing these emails and clicking send on them. However, think about the return on investment that you would get from five personalized outreach emails versus spending 30 minutes doing vague Instagram engagement. Think about that for just a second. You would probably get a much better return on your investment of your time with these personalized outreach emails or even, God forbid, phone calls. (laughs) I know that sends some people into like hives. So, um, organize your to-do list and organize your list in order of things that are going to give you the biggest return on your investment. That's a really great way to cut into those three issues that we talked about at the beginning of the episode, you know, time, money, and analysis paralysis. You want to work on the tasks that are going to bring money in and also take the least amount of time. So if we can find whatever those magical golden tasks are, make sure to do those first thing. Another tip that I just kind of touched on already is setting realistic goals. So sometimes we talk about setting smart goals, um, but also think about setting realistic goals and breaking tasks down into monthly or weekly goals to make them more manageable manageable. <laughs> so I was recently talking to a Wagger Pete Society member on one of our monthly calls. She shared that she had a goal that she wanted to make $10,000 on her side gig this year. And we were all like, yeah, great. Wow. I love that. Amazing goal. But I said, can you break that down? Um, $10,000 seems like, yeah, you can totally do that this year, but the months go by and what are you doing? So let's break it down. If you look at that monthly, it's just $833 a month. Now I know that she can make $833 a month, but let's take it a step further. Let's break it down weekly. Weekly, it's just $208. Now, do you think that she can make $200 a week on her side gig? Absolutely, I think she can. And that is easily going to get her to her goal of $10,000 on her side gig this year. That makes it totally doable. See what I'm talking about here? So sometimes it's really helpful to get some external input. So maybe it's a mentor, a peer, a friend that you guys text each other, or someone that you meet up with and co-work with on a regular basis. It's also great to have some kind of a community of like-minded people who really get what you're talking about. Of course, Wagger Pete Society is a great place for that. Getting this external perspective can really help you um, craft craft your goals and create some strategies that are really going to help you reach your goals and figure out what steps you need to take to reach your goals. Remember, steps and um, you know the, the things, the actions you have to take are different from the goals. So we want to brainstorm our big goals, but then break it down into the actionable steps that you have to take to get there. So if this all sounds fantastic to you, 
this is a lot of the stuff that we discuss in Wear, Wag, Repeat Society. Uh, and as a matter of fact, this month, we've been doing brand evaluations. And we had this awesome collaborative aspect where a bunch of members volunteered to be paired up with each other to do brand evaluations on each other's brands, which was really cool. I love that we did this in September because we're gearing up for the time of year when everyone's going to have a lot of eyeballs on their brands. And I want to make sure that your brand is really communicating what you think it is. A long time ago, um, there was this free service that you could submit your website and someone, some stranger somewhere in the country would look at it and give you feedback. And they, you know, they had no context. They had no idea what your site was about. So it was really, really an outside perspective. And some, some old guy somewhere in the middle of the country got my site and went through it. And his first impression was, I must sell dog bandanas. And he had some other feedback, but that was the main thing that I remember. And I was like, oh, shoot, I don't sell dog bandanas. <laughs> and so I went in and I changed some wording on my homepage and I maybe adjusted my photo and I adjusted some of the stuff that was below the fold so that I was more clearly communicating that I am a resource of education for pet parents and now for petpreneurs as well. So sometimes what we think our brand is communicating is not what it's always communicating. So it's really helpful to get outside perspective from people who have no clue what you're doing, but sometimes it's also really great to get feedback from others who are doing something similar or have maybe even already been down the path that you are currently embarking on. So in Werewacker Pete Society, I love that we get to talk to each other face-to-face more than once a month, and we can really brainstorm and share what our struggles are and what our successes are. And I love that everyone shares what is working for them right now so that we don't have to waste time chasing every new trend and clicking on these clickbait articles about you know how to make a million dollars off one TikTok video. Instead, we can listen to each other and hear what is really working for other petpreneurs who are like us, who've already started on the path that we are embarking on ourselves. So... I want to remind you to um, be be aggressive about your to-do list. Don't get overwhelmed by all the things that you need to do. Just break it down into actionable things. I know that you can handle this. (laughs) So make your lists, make prioritization, order of your list, and set some realistic goals that you break down on a monthly or weekly basis. This is a really great time of year to do this because we are just about to start fourth quarter. So if you have a goal for your income for 2023, now's a really great time to look at where you're at. You know, what different buckets? Do you have a bunch of different revenue streams? Is there one that you could boost up for the fourth quarter? Is there another one that maybe is not as profitable and you can kind of let it slide a little bit? This is a really great time to look at all of that stuff and figure out what you need to do to make yourself happy by the end of the year. And if you need any support for that, we are here for you in Werewagger Pete Society. That's, of course, my monthly membership. 
But if a monthly membership is not your thing, I totally get it. I also offer one-on-one strategy calls, and I would love to help you with that. I just did a call with a dog trainer recently, and I helped her figure out how she could go from charging less than $200 for a really long intense one-on-one session to making $2,000 by doing a group program with other dogs. Of course, that's not going to work for everyone, but she was like mind blown and it was a great success. I'm so happy that getting that outside perspective enabled her to now reach for even higher goals and make more money in her business. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you. So let me know how I can best do that. You can find everything at wherewagrepeat.com. That's where my courses, my membership, my coaching, and of course, tons of free blog posts and gosh, this is episode 288. So you can go and you can find 288 podcast episodes with other women in the pet industry. I'll be back here next Wednesday with an interview that you're not going to want to miss. This really blew my mind and it's changed how I've shopped, not just for pet products, but for all products in my household. So come back here for that episode next Wednesday. Have a great week.